Imagine, a podcast series by Imagine Theatre. Hello again, how are you? Welcome to episode 39 of this podcast series from Imagine Theatre with just weeks to go before the 2022-23 Panto season begins. For more information, go to their website at www.imagintheatre.co.uk. In episode 38, I was joined by Imagine's Business and Marketing Director, Sarah Bowden, and her husband, Managing Director, Steve Bowden. Now, don't worry if you missed any of the previous episodes with creatives, actors, or behind-the-scenes tours of Imagine Theatre, because you can catch up with them all at any time. They are all still available. And don't forget to subscribe to the series so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. Well, this time, I've been joined by the actor I've known since he was a teenager. I watched him on stage in everything from The Wizard of Oz to Oliver and Piaf. He's been with Imagine for almost 10 years now and will be back here at the Spa Centre in Leamington Spa this Christmas. He is Sean Dodds. How are you? I'm very well, Martin. It's good to see you again. I can't remember the first thing I saw you in, but just tell us a bit about your background and how you got started in the first place, how you were inspired to, to walk onto a stage in the first place. It was really my mum, actually. She was very much keen to get me on stage. She did a lot of amateur dramatics uh, when she was a kid and then when she grew up as well. So uh, I think one of the first memories I have of being on stage was actually in Pantomime, a local and drum group in a village next to us. And that was my first experience of being on stage. And I just remember absolutely loving it i'd never seen a pantomime before i'd I'd never known anything about it what it was and i got in trouble a bit as well because i just remember absolutely wetting myself (laughs) i was just like this is absolutely crazy and there's there's men dressed as women there's there's pies going in faces and there's water pistols firing all about the place and i just thought i just want to live here forever Well, so far so good then, because you've done it for 10 years here alone and you've done Panto before you worked for Imagine, of course. Quick word for your mum, Terry, if you're listening, because, I mean, she ran the Stagecoach franchise in Leicester for quite a long time. And there are so many youngsters who have gone on to have careers thanks to your mum. Yeah, she did. She um, she actually started Stagecoach Leicester. I was in a production in primary school. I think it was West Side Story. And one of the mums afterwards came up to my mum and said, oh, you you should get Sean into a stage school. So she kind of thought, okay. And she had a little look online and the nearest one to us was quite a way away. And at this point in her career, she was kind of looking for a change as well. She'd done a lot of work with children and obviously her background of being in amateur dramatics as well. And she thought to herself, well, I could just open up a franchise. So <laughs> Stagecoach Leicester was born and funnily enough, it actually did so well when it first opened that there, there wasn't a place for me for about a year. So I had to wait a year until I got into my mum's own stage school. What was the attraction then? You know, when you appeared in that first pantomime and then went on to do other shows at school and elsewhere, what, what gave you the buzz? Do you know what I think it was? When I was a kid, I used to love pretending to be different people, whether it's pretending to be in the army, pretending to be a policeman in, in the school playground or uh, playing out with my friends. And we just, we just make up plays um, or make up stories and just act it out. And then when you get onto a stage and you do it in front of an audience, there's no better feeling. There's just such a buzz that comes from that. And that's just something that I've, they've, I've always loved. And from a very young age, I've just never wanted to do anything else. So as a child, you said you were in Panto. Did you go and see professional Panto? And uh, can you remember if you did? I did, yeah. Um, one of the 
pantos that comes to mind would have been Jack and the Beanstalk. I remember seeing it, a full production. I can't remember where it is, but this has stayed in my mind for the past 20 something years. I was absolutely terrified of the giant, the full scale <laughs> giant. And I remember it first came on and I, I hid behind the seats in front of me. And I just said to my mum, tell me when he's gone. I was just absolutely petrified of it. But the, uh, the show itself was just incredible. Some kids will actually sit there with their jaws wide open and sit in silence the whole way through. Others will be shouting and screaming and getting involved. What, what was it about Panto seeing it that really gave you a buzz? I think it was just the the wackiness of it and the and the craziness of it. You're transported to this world, as I say, of men dressed as women, of uh, really funny jokes, of slapstick, of pies and faces. And I think when you've come from reality and you're placed into this world, and obviously as a kid, it's all real to you as well. You know, there's nothing um, staged about it. So you're just in this world, and it's absolutely mental. And I think that's why it's uh, that's why so many kids love it. It's so easy to create anarchy for kids as well, isn't it? Because, you know, certain words, bum, knickers, bogey, um, that's all you need. It doesn't even have to be funny, really, does it? No, exactly, exactly the case, yeah. Um, and yeah, toilet humour is always going to be funny, whether you're a kid or whether you're an adult. So tell us a bit about um, where you made the decision that this is what I want to do for a job. As I say, I think it was quite early in my life, maybe even about seven or eight I remember I used to love watching movies and obviously love watching pantomimes and um, also my local amateur dramatics group, they'd always have plays on. So at quite a young age, I'd go and watch uh, Shakespeare and go and watch some straight plays as well as musicals and pantomimes. And I remember just loving every aspect of it. And my mum kind of said to me one day, oh, well, maybe, you know, one day you could be an actor. And I was kind of like, oh, what, what do you mean? I said, well, they're all actors so they get paid to do that and that had never crossed my mind I thought having a job would be putting on a suit and tie and yeah. going into an office and sitting behind a big desk and I thought to myself that's absolutely crazy that you can, you can get on stage and have a laugh and have the and be time. paid for it <laughs> be paid for it which is a <laughs> massive bonus so um I think yeah from from a very young age I'd always known that I, I this is what I was going to do for my career and then performing arts college performing arts college yes I went to LCPA um, I went there when I was quite young when I was 16 years old so I, uh, I left my uh, college and went straight into drama school and did a three-year musical theatre course before graduating in ooh, 2012 10 years ago <laughs> so makes me feel very young I said at the very beginning that I've seen you in several things all at Curve in Leicester uh, there couldn't be any any character further from buttons or wishy-washy or idle jack than bill sykes and that was one of the roles i saw you and do you remember those uh, shows pf was another because you know they were great experience early on in your career yeah they were i, I played bill sykes when i was 19 um so i think i just graduated and yeah as you say it was totally different to anything that i kind of do now but i remember going into the audition and just, just kind of going for it. And then um, I was speaking to a couple of friends after and they said, oh, who did you audition for? I said, Bill Sykes. And they went, no, <laughs> Fagin, surely. And I was like, no, no, Bill Sykes. They're like, I can't see you as Bill Sykes. But you know, that, that kind of spurred me on. And I was like, well, okay. But uh, yeah, just uh, at this time, I couldn't really grow a full beard. So they had to paint a beard on for me. <laughs> um, a lot of makeup on my face. They gave me a scar and a black eye. And I kind of lowered my voice like this as well. Um, sounded a bit like Phil Mitchell from EastEnders. <laughs> um, wasn't going for that, but um, that's what it was. And, and yeah, I ended up playing Bill Sykes and having the best time. Yeah. 
good experience because they say you never work with children and animals and in that you did both because of course you got bullseye on stage with you i did yeah bullseye a little pit bull it was absolutely great we actually had three dogs that, that we used throughout the nights and i remember one of them was very shy and you're kind of had to drag him along on the lead he didn't want to he got really bad stage fright to be honest um and another one just would not stop barking throughout the whole thing and there's a moment in it i think where my character would shout something and the stage would just go quiet and of course then you just hear the dog barking which um added some comedy into a oliver twist which is always nice musical theater is probably the closest thing to panto in in theater terms where was your first professional one because again it was before imagine wasn't it it was yeah my first professional musical would have been i guess piaf which is is a straight play but it also had some songs in that as well where i had to uh, do a bit of singing and apart from that i'd say i actually worked a lot in uh, abroad i worked in crete Mm -hmm. and cyprus for nine months on a singing contract there so we were in a a hotel um and we did we did shows which was which mainly singing but also some dancing and and acting as well well here we are front of house at the spa center the royal spa center in leamington spa and you've been here for almost 10 years and i remember the very first one because i was in it Yes. You were Buttons in Cinderella, and that's where you began this partnership with J.P. McHugh, which has gone on year after year after year. Do you remember that first panto? I do, yes. I, I remember coming here and meeting J.P. Who this time was playing uh, Ugly, mm-hmm. and uh, I just remember thinking, do you know what, he's, he's got something about him. He is so good at what he does. After that, we sort of... We, we had this chemistry and we, we made this duo that um, hopefully everyone that comes and see us uh, likes about us. And year after year, I think our bond on stage and off stage just gets stronger and stronger. Every time I go on stage with JP, I just feel completely safe that, you know, we, we know what we get each other and we know what almost what each other are thinking as well. Uh, and I think it's great to have that because I've seen quite a few pantos where there's not really much chemistry with the comic and with the dame and it's very much a case of well the comic comes on and does his thing yeah. the dame comes on and does her thing um but together they've not really got that click that you need mm. so um i feel incredibly lucky actually that um that me and jp have that and it's continued to grow over the years that was i guess quite a daunting one you know you're first for the company and you're playing buttons which is for you one of the best characters maybe along with wishy-washy uh, to play as I, rem- I remember Anna Mitchum was Cinderella Mike Royce was the other ugly as well it was a great cast you, I mean you obviously had a ball as well no pun intended <laughs> I did yeah it was, it was great it was um I'd just finished uh, with my first imagine which was in Porth Call and um I remember coming in and yeah I was only ensemble in that so here coming over to a new theatre a brand new theatre meeting all these new people and being the comic uh, was quite a daunting experience but I remember day one um, meeting yourself and meeting the rest of the cast I just felt immediately at home everyone was lovely even the tech guys the crew everyone at the theatre and it's just as I say that relationship has just continued to grow and now I don't see it as a spa centre, I see it as a home away from home, and my home for six weeks at Christmas time. So on the podcast, we've already spoken to JP, and last year we spoke to Janice Dunn as well. Jan, who directs the show every year, obviously such a massive part, any director is, but she co-writes it with JP as well. And she gets it, but she also gets your relationship as well. How, how does that help? Yeah, I think it's great. Um, Jan uh, has directed here for... Um, 
more years than I've been here as well. And she's incredible as a director um, and as a person and as a friend. She's so funny, she's so witty, and it's just a laugh in the rehearsal room. And again, I felt just immediately uh, at home with her as well as the director. She's a brilliant writer. And also, I think through the years as well, when mine and JP's relationship has grown on stage, we've got into the rehearsal room and it's very, she's allowed us to kind of be a bit more free with it. Um, yeah. I mean, when over the past few years now, when I've received the script, a lot of the times, instead of having a full page of words, it just says JP and Sean slosh scene, <laughs> JP and Sean ghost gag. And we just get there on the day and we workshop it and we just create it ourselves. And that's, that's because of, of Jan and her trust in yeah. us to do that. I mean, it has to be fluid anyway, doesn't it? And, I, and no doubt, like most pantos, the show you do on opening night is very different to the show that you finish the run with. Yeah, it's, it's very adaptive. Um, and I think that's the great thing about pantomime in general is that you can come and watch our show when it first starts and come watch it at the end and it's a totally different show because we would have added things and uh, we would have added jokes in there. We would have changed certain things or if something's gone wrong, but it's funny, that might be in it again. And I think it's also the same with all of the different shows. So you can go and watch uh, Cinderella, for example, in four different theatres in the same year, mm. and there'll all be a completely different show. But yeah. what I think is great about Imagine is that you don't lose the story. Yeah. I think with a lot of pantomimes, you have all the wackiness and the slosh and everything like that, but you, you kind of lose the story and you lose the heart of where the panto's at. And I think the great thing about Imagine is that you, you keep that as well as having all of the... Uh, the wackiness. I think you're absolutely right. It's obviously a highlight of any actor's career. If you do panto, you look forward to Christmas each and every year. You've done so many other different things though since last year, haven't you? I have, yeah. Um, recently, I've just uh, I've got a lot into um, I've got a lot of filming work actually. Uh, recently, I've just completed a comedy miniseries with um, Guz Khan for the Commonwealth Games. Uh, it was called Connected, so I had a great time doing that. Uh, before that, I did uh, a mockumentary. It's just been, it's been great. And little bits and bobs just throughout the year just kind of keeps me going um, until Panto comes along in November. So here we are then, photo shoot today or for the publicity photos and so on. And then it's the countdown, isn't it? You mentioned your relationship with JP and um, getting together in the rehearsal room with him, but you still haven't met the rest of the cast. That's always a great thing. Sadly, they're not gonna be able to come here today, but that'll be first day of rehearsals for you. What's that like? Yeah, do you know it's great. It's always great meeting new people um, and and having a fresh perspective uh, in the theatre and also in the rehearsal room as well. All of the cast that we worked with before have been incredible, and and they they've just become friends for life as well. I still keep in touch with people even from my first pantomime, and it's great. It's just a great working environment and. As I say, this is my home for Christmas and that's also my, my family for Christmas as well because you're spending so much time with them that they do become uh, a panto family, which is lovely. And how relaxed are you? Because if somebody's working for the company for the first time, they may be anxious to get the script, have a look at it, you know, maybe get into the rehearsal room. Are you relax now because you've been here for so long. It's it's really comfortable, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And um, I mean, a lot of the time, me and JP just kind of make it up as we go along, <laughs> to be honest. But yeah, I, I remember the first time coming here, I was very much like that as well. I'd, we got our script maybe about a week before we started. So I was trying to cram all of my lines in and I was trying to you know do different things. And then coming here and meeting everyone, I was so nervous, my heart was pounding. But then I think 
it all just kind of goes away as soon as you start and you kind of go okay everyone everyone kind of feels the same and we're just going to go there we're going to going to give it our best and we're going to create something uh, spectacular and um luckily so far it's uh, it's all been good okay tell us about this year then royal leamington spa the spa center again for you with jp McHugh. Uh, what's the panto this year so the panto this year is cinderella mm-hmm. um it'll be my my second Cinderella uh, with Imagine, my first one here as well at the mm-hmm. Spa Centre. So I'm looking forward to uh, the revival of Buttons. I think you can expect some magic. You can expect, hopefully, a lot of um, mystical as well. If that's a word, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but there's definitely going to be some great costumes, great sets, um, and it's going to be something that you wouldn't want to miss. As there always is as well. And, you know, that comfortable relationship you have with, with JP, it's just fun isn't it apart from anything else it is really just fun that you get paid for it is exactly yeah and as i say on stage and off stage me and jp have become really close friends over the past eight years um and yeah there's there's always a time i think um jp's probably mentioned this as well where we'll be on stage and he'll kind of i could see in his eye he has a little twinkle in his eye and i think okay he's gonna go on a little (laughs) tangent here or he's gonna say something new so just uh, leave him to it and then at the same time he'll do that for me as well and i think that's just it's one of the great things is that we do just get each other so yeah i'm very much looking forward to seeing him again and yeah just having a great time we also spoke on the podcast to jason mark williams who last year was really challenging for imagine for for panto all over the country actually because of you know the the black cloud of covid hanging overhead and so on and uh, sadly jp actually picked up covid during the run jason mark williams had to be parachuted in how challenging was that yeah it was uh jason by the way was incredible it was me and jason at the theater jp was on zoom and we had i think it was about four hours of rehearsal to teach him the entire show and i remember he just came here and i just thought are you okay do you need do you need a minute and he just kind of went do you know what let's just go for it let's do it Uh, and we spent the next four hours just going through absolutely everything throwing everything that we had at him and then it got to the morning we had a maybe about half an hour of just running through little bits with the cast and then we had two full audiences who came to watch the panto and he was amazing um he got a massive well-deserved cheer at the end of it as well um and yeah he's just a, a brilliant brilliant human being you had to be on your toes though didn't you because you said earlier on that you know you feel really comfortable with jp you know that it can go anywhere but you can go with it you've got somebody else just being parachuted in you had to be on your toes didn't you yeah of course and um obviously it was inevitable there was lines that were lost or there was um uh, the things that went wrong as well but you know i think that's just it's one of the things that you've just uh, you've just got to get on with and in the end it makes it it makes it funnier especially if the audience are in on the jokes as well and they kind of they knew that that jp wasn't there and they knew that um this person's just come in so um i think it was great and it just made it funnier and the audiences uh, every year have just been absolutely incredible i have to say that both uh, jason mark williams and jp said what a great job you did and for for jason mark williams he felt safe i don't think he'd ever probably met you before but he knew from the brief rehearsal you had that he was safe in your hands and that's um, you know one of the joys of, of a, an ensemble in any show isn't it where everybody can support each other yeah it is exactly um and that's that's really nice it's really nice to hear that he felt safe um i think it's it's just down to the fact that i think he's he's a brilliant performer though and and when he arrived here it was very much a case of okay well we've got this four hours to kind of get this show on the road so he's very much um he was very chilled about the whole thing and i think um i was 
well I, I looked as if I was quite chilled about the whole thing as well but um, when we were on stage I think we had uh, a very good rapport as well which was lovely and it was obviously very different to what me and JP have um, but but at the same time uh, I, I felt like do you know what this is this is going to be absolutely fine um, and I think he did he did three shows actually um, and yeah it was brilliant a couple of final questions then if you had to pick one what would you say is your favourite panto Favourite panto uh, would probably have to be Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the pantomimes that I remember going to as a kid and absolutely loving. Uh, I fell in love with the character Wishy Washy, um, who I thought was absolutely brilliant. And I thought to myself, Do you know what, one day I would love to be Wishy Washy. And unfortunately, due to COVID, we did Aladdin last year. Due to COVID, we had um, a reduced cast. So I ended up not playing Wishy Washy. We didn't have a Wishy Washy, but I played Aladdin instead. But uh, one day I'll play Wishy Washy. But I think Aladdin, uh, just for the story and for the characters, uh, I think is my favorite. You know, lots of uh, pantos have special effects. They have obviously a slosh scene, etc., etc. But, you know, the magic carpet, the flying carpet, those sort of things, the whole business with the lamp, it's quite magical, isn't it? Especially for kids. Yeah, it is exactly. Um, and uh, I think that was one of the great things about playing Aladdin is that I'd never flown in my life. So um, being on the magic carpet was just amazing. And what was amazing about it was looking over the audience. And of course, in this venue that we have, beautiful venue yeah. uh, with the tiered seating, but the, the audience feels very intimate because the audience is, is right there with you. And when we were on the carpet, our carpet actually went out um, over the audience and just seeing the looks on people's faces not 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 even just the children but on the adults faces as well there's just no better feeling um of that it was great well you got the coach and horses this year so that'll be equally impressive um in imagine theater tradition in terms of uh panto then obviously we talk about it being important for children you know like yourself very often the first show you ever see as a child very often the first show you're ever in as a child but why is panto so important to you I think it's, it's very much that. This was the first taste that I got of performing, uh, the first taste that I got of theatre, and I think it's the same with a, with a lot of children as well. Um, in some cases, it's their only taste of theatre as well. Um, and I think for me, it was just that first time of being on stage and um, performing in front of an audience and being in this world of wackiness and craziness that just gave me such a buzz and just kind of um, set the road that I was going to take this on as a career. Yeah, and when you hear how important it is to people, actors like yourself in particular, it brings home just how devastating COVID was for that one year without Panda, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I remember hearing about COVID for the first time and I was just thinking, oh, it's some sort of virus, but it'll blow over. And then before you knew it, you know, lockdown came, everyone was baking banana bread, TikTok became a massive sensation. And uh, it was, I mean, TikTok was one of the only times when um, going viral was actually a good thing during the pandemic. And then, yeah, we unfortunately uh, couldn't go ahead with our panto um, during the pandemic. Uh, And I think that was another thing that really hit home for me is that because I'd obviously spent so many years um, away from home and, Mm. and in this kind of pantomime uh, bubble during the Christmas period so it was nice to kind of be at home and spend time with my family and everything but um, I remember a few days just thinking I miss it I really miss Panto did you zoom 
JP at all because you've spent every Christmas with him. You must have missed each other. I did, yeah, I did. Um, we uh, we did have a we do have a couple of zooms um, uh, throughout the year actually, and um, yeah, I did zoom him. Uh, he actually did a. Uh, a Zoom drag show yeah, um, during the pandemic, yeah. uh, which was which was amazing, and um, of course we had some Zoom quizzes as well, which mm-hmm. uh, me and JP would um, have. But also we'd um, we'd we'd Zoom and we would talk about the next year because obviously it was put on hiatus. Mm-hmm. So we um, we talk about sort of what was going into Panther the next year and and what we can do and if there's anything we can add in and stuff like that. So it was it was really great. Yeah. Okay. And finally, um, will your mum and the rest of the family be here? Do they have a block booking every year? They do. Yeah. And um, funnily enough. Um, uh, I was off with uh, COVID uh, on the last panto that we did, and um, it was the day that my mum had booked to come with uh, 20 family and friends of mine. Yeah. So um, she, she came to watch it, but uh, she comes every year and brings um, brings all my family as well, which is, um, yeah, it's an amazing time. And also it gives me a lift home for Christmas as well. <laughs> well, listen, I have a fantastic time here at the Royal Spa Centre in Leamington Spa for Cinderella with Imagine Theatre this Christmas. And Sean, thank you for talking to us. Thank you very much, Martin. Great to see you again. And that means we've just about run out of time again for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the series to catch up with any episodes you've missed so far and make sure you don't miss out in the future. Next time, to mark the 40th episode, you'll hear from many of the cast and creatives we've spoken to since the podcast began, hearing about their personal favourite pantomime stories and why this form of entertainment is so special for them. Can you believe in just over a month's time, panto rehearsals will begin? Make sure you join me next time for episode 40. Thank you for listening to the latest edition of Just Imagine, the podcast series from Imagine Theatre. And you can find out more by going to www.imagintheatre.co.uk.